Hi, I'm Jana Parker, and I'm an educational psychologist. Welcome to the Edu Switchboard podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that parenting is hard, and it's even more difficult and anxiety-provoking if you have a child who struggles at school. In my practice, I work with kids of all ages, and what I've learned is these kids struggle not only with their disability, but with their self-esteem, confidence, and motivation. The single most important thing we can do is access the right supports that will catapult their engagement and their learning. My goal is to empower you as parents to help yourself and help your kids through tips, tools, and strategies, and interview professionals that dedicate their lives to helping kids. I strive to find the most efficient and effective way to help whatever is getting in a student's way of progress, and I want to bring those same tools to you. It's time to take action, and I'm here to help. Okay, well, I am here with Margie Rubin. Say hi, Margie. Hi. Margie is a great friend of mine. I worked with her in public education for five years. And she is she's my work wife, and I worked extremely closely with her, and I can't say enough good things about this woman. Um, my name is Jana Parker. I am an educational psychologist. I work in private practice. I also work in public education, and we are about to embark on this 2021 distance learning school year, and I'm doing a passion project around connecting people in the community to people to professionals or providers so that everybody has more access to the help that they might need right now during this time. So Margie and I were on a hike the other day catching up and I was like, what are you doing with yourself right now? Because she's loving retirement, but she is unable to travel right now due to the restrictions. And I said, well, why don't you come on my little YouTube channel and share with families what you can do to support them and be connected with some families through this really tough time. So she did, she accepted. So thank you, Margie, for being here. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, so tell us, Margie, who you are and what you do. Okay, Um, I have many, many years of experience in education, in public education, and I have a little bit of experience in non-public schools. So I was an educator for 40 years. I started out teaching children with behavioral and emotional challenges, and I did that for 25 years. And then I um, became a behavior specialist First for San Mateo County, where I worked in districts, did a lot of crisis intervention, set up programs for students that were struggling with their behaviors. And then in 2008, I went over to Menlo Park City School District, where I met Jana a few years later, and I worked as their um, intervention specialist. I worked um, with administrators, students, teachers, general ed teachers, special ed teachers, and I did a lot of support for families. Um, I've, I've done private consultation for families in the past. And what I feel like I could maybe do to help parents in this unprecedented time is if you have a child that is struggling behaviorally, and that doesn't have to be a child with a, a diagnosis, it just might be a child who's just having a really hard time adjusting to this new way of school. Um, 
I do things like I would support the family in maybe setting up some kind of behavior plan for the student. Um, I would try and provide um, behavior contracts, visual schedules. I mean, there's a, an array of things um, that I do. And then I would do follow-up and I would try and stay with the family till some of these behavior barriers were, um, were going away or the child was being more successful with distance learning. So that's pretty much what I could offer at this point. Can you talk a little bit about, because people may not really know what behavior problems mean, and you described it a little bit, but those kinds of things that you were also talking about, like a visual schedule or a behavior contract or a reinforcement system, for families who have never had trouble with their kids' behavior, they might be having trouble with their kids' behavior right now, and they may be very new to this whole, all the terminology. So if you wouldn't mind explaining that a little. Not at all. Um, just so you know, I had my own children as well who are now grown adults. And when one of my children would act out, which was pretty frequently, I would say, but I do this for a living. How come you're acting out? So that I want to start with that to say that do not feel like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. My kid's acting out, won't do their schoolwork, won't do what I ask them to do. Because it's pretty typical with a parent and a child that that's actually typical behaviors. But you're in these unprecedented waters where now you're, the, you're supposed to be having them homeschool or distance learn or anything you want to call it, but you're pretty much in charge of their education with the remote learning coming in from the teachers, but you're the one who's got to motivate your student to um, do the work. You need to support them. You need to help them get past um, challenges they're having. And that's just not what you're used to doing other than maybe homework. So um, we're gonna see a lot of behavior with kids that might not typically show behavior. And that's because this is very stressful, not only on students, but it's stressful on parents. The children pick up on the stresses of the parents. There are so many different levels to this um, pandemic that we're going through that children don't understand. And so um, one of the areas that we see challenges kids the most with this is usually acting out behaviors and or withdrawing behaviors. It could be anything. And, and one of the things that I like to look at is I like to look at why a child is doing what they're doing because behaviors have functions and they do it for a reason. They're not being bad. So um, I've done a lot of positive interventions with kids and I've done, um, I've, I've gone to many trainings and I've done trainings on positive um, ways to uh, help chi a child monitor and, um, and have their behavior under control when they're trying to learn because kids can't really learn if they have behavior barriers. They just aren't in a place where they can take in knowledge or take in instruction. And so, you know, the other issue that a lot of students have is attention span. So especially on something like a digital um, uh, platform where they're having to look at a, a teacher talking to them and then keep their attention to what the teacher's saying, that could be very difficult for a lot of our students, especially the younger ones. So, you know, I worked a lot with general ed teachers in, in, with kids that had challenges in that area and helping them increase their attention span to instruction. So that would be another area that I would be happy to help families with.
Yeah, I love what you said about how behaviors have a function because that's something that we talk about in our profession, but it's not often something that parents think about. Like, so, but behavior does have a function. There's a reason why kids are doing something. And the way that behavior specialists work is they help to define that the, the function of that behavior and then feed that function in a way that's more positive so that the, like if it's attention seeking, that the, the kid is able to get that attention that they need, but in a more positive way. So, Absolutely. yeah, so, so that's really important. Um, another thing that you were talking about was uh, just like children across the ages, you know, so you were saying that you helped kids at different ages. So um, is there an age group of kids that you wouldn't uh, be a good fit for, or should parents call you when kids are two or when kids are 18, you know, where, where in there or all of it? That's a very good question. So um, I have worked as a teacher. I taught kids from preschool through eighth grade. And um, as a behavior specialist, the majority of my work was with elementary, preschool, and middle school. Um, I've had a little bit of experience with high schools when I did my district support back in San Mateo County when I was the behavior support person for them. I often was called into cases in high school. So I have had experience in that area. It just isn't where I consider my best expertise. But the other part of that would be I'd be happy to work with someone if it's a teenager. And, you know, if I felt like I couldn't do what they needed, I would be happy to refer you or talk to you about other people that might be able to help your student. Yeah. So I, I am getting the sense as teachers are going to start up the school year that they are going to have expectations for their students and they are going to do their very best to set their students up for success. But what happens on that home side is there's your kid, ha you know, four years old, five years old in kindergarten or seven years old trying to read in first grade. I mean, we're going to have so many kids just sitting in front of technology. And what I hear you saying is if there is an issue with getting into that structure, that routine, if you need help building a structure and a routine and a schedule, if the kids are fighting it, you know, if you need support in that, that is when parents might call you to help with this. Absolutely. And I, what I what I hope to bring to parents, which is what I've done in the past with my um, private, when I've done private consulting or when I work for the public schools, is actually give you materials, give you a whatever it might be, a visual, or it might be, a vi you know, a visual schedule or a contract or a, you know, there, there's so many different things that I've used in the past, um, rewards and privileges for kids. And so that I could give you sort of something to take away. So I'm not going to just sit there and talk to you about, oh yeah, behavior function. It's really coming up with a plan. Like what what can we do? What kind of intervention might work at home that's not going to be impossible for your, the parent to do? Um, I know the biggest challenge right now is so many of these parents are still working at home with, and they have kids. And my own niece, who's a teacher, has you know a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and she's teaching. So I'm well aware that there are huge challenges going on here. And and I'm you know as much as I can help, I also realize logistically you know, it could be a nightmare. So I would try to, 
um, tailor whatever intervention I did for what your lifestyle is and what you need. Clearly, if you're a parent who is home and not having to work, you might be able to handle like a behavior system that took a lot more intervals or time or you know, whatever that would, might look like. But if you're a parent that's also working while your child is, it might look very different. Um, so, you know, I think the most important thing, the two most important things to me is one, um, we have to be as patient as we can with kids around this change because it is, like we said, unprecedented and it's stressful and kids are under an enormous amount of stress just as their parents are. And sometimes even looking at your expectations and, and maybe lessening some of those expectations where you wouldn't if they were in school in person is maybe for some kids where you need to go. Because if your kid is really struggling behaviorally and we set something up, but you know emotionally the child's not able to handle certain things, then we, you know, we need to look at where your child is and work from there. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's really hard for parents, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I feel like at this point in time, the most, almost the most important thing is your child's mental health. And it might be, take a precedent over their academic success right now. It doesn't mean we're not going to do rigorous academics and we don't want kids to fall behind. Absolutely not. But we're in such an unusual time right now. I think one of the reasons I truly believe in a lot of the things I do with kids is it helps build their self-esteem. It helps them make feel better about themselves when they're not acting out, and that and that turns into more success in school. Just it's there's no doubt, and I think that if kids have the right tools. And again, these tools are going to be different than they're used to because they're in a different environment. But if they have those tools and they learn ways to cope with the, their um, anxieties, you'll see a lot less behavior. Yeah, and it'll help the relationship with the between parents and kids too. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing worse than feeling. I mean, I honestly feel every day thank goodness my kids are grown because I, I can't, I, I understand that parents are going through a really difficult thing and I feel for everybody, but I do think there are things we can do to make it, you know, to, to make it more manageable and to make it more successful. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I would say the time you'd want to reach out to me would really be if you're feeling like your child's spending less time learning and more time arguing or refusing or, you know, if your kid has mild behavior problems and you feel like, you know, well, I, I kind of have some ideas that work, then that would not be a time to reach out to me. But if, it, if you're feeling like things are getting worse at home and that your child is really losing out on instruction and is unable to sit still, um, and whether they're a, a typical student or a child with special needs, then you know I would be happy to consult with you and see if we were a good fit. Okay. Oh gosh, that's a really, those are all just so such important points. And I think that the mental health piece is really critical. It's coming up in all of the interviews I'm doing right now. What people are most concerned about is students' mental health. And it's true. 
you know, and this is the time, this time is critical for learning, but it's also critical for the support that we can all give each other emotionally and supporting our kids' mental health, because this is, you know, it's hard for us, but think about them. I mean, I just saw that video the other day about called numb. Have you seen that video? Yes, called numb? I mean, it's just um, heartbreaking uh, watching what's going on with, with teenagers. They're losing their identity that they're starting to develop, you know, their friendships, like just who they are as individuals. Um, it's yes. just, it's a really hard time for them. Right. And I think yeah. young children, even though I think kids are resilient and they can bounce back and I think many of them will, but I do think that, um, they need a lot of support right now. This is just mm-hmm. not going to just be something that kids are just going to be able to say, all right, I'll do this now. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we had a little bit of a preview in the spring, but now that it's continuing, at least that was the end of the school year, and this is how the school year's starting, I do think that, you know, emotionally that could be really hard on the kids because I think they were just thinking, we'll do this for eight weeks and then we'll go back to school in the fall. And now right. it's continuing. And I think a lot of parents feel that way as well. I, I actually know that. But I think, you know, our kids, we don't know. One of the other things kids really need is predictability. And we have no predictability in this situation. We do not know how long this is going to go on. We can't tell them. We can't give them a date that they're going to go back in person. All those things, especially for kids that already struggle with behaviors and, you know, challenges, it's just, it's so hard on them. And so it's, we, what we can do is we can make their day to day as predictable as we can, because Mm -hmm. we can't look into the future and know when this is going to go back to normal. And so um, I think parents are at a loss. And I think even just what I say to myself, which is day to day, we'll just see what happens tomorrow. And, you know, I think we just have to have that attitude in this situation. And we have to help kids, again, you know, listen to them, hear what they're, what they're going through, support them, and all, you know, really try and be as positive and um, helpful as we can in this unprecedented time. Yeah. So, and when parents call you, that's what they're going to get is somebody to listen, to think about what it is that the child is trying to get, what, and then based on that, what it is that they need and a way to um, make it a positive and try to help structure the day so that things are easier and more consistent and you and and then you will actually empower the parents with those strategies and tools that you develop together and then they try it right they try it and then if it works great if it doesn't work you come back and you make little shit so this is so just an example is you know i've been doing this in the schools for many years 15 years but um i also have done it for families um, in their homes. But an example would be setting up some kind of, if it's a young child, some kind of visuals, um, maybe a reward chart, um, a small visual schedule with pictures. So they knew what was happening when that's just an example, um, with older kids, obviously a lot of it's online charts and, 
you know, things where it's more age appropriate. Um, and, you know, kind of how to use things like timers and using, you know, how, how much work a student would need to do before they could get some kind of break or some kind of reward. Um, looking at what your kid really likes to do and figuring out how we can use that to help motivate them. Um, you know, I always say when I do trainings is, you know, not every kid wants a sticker. And so we need to figure out what it is that kids want, what motivates them, and we need to be using that to help them be more successful. And so, you know, I, you know, I'd go into a classroom and the teacher's giving out stickers and our kid, Johnny's acting out and I'd say, Johnny doesn't care about stickers. So we found out what Johnny cared about. And so that's just an example. So, you know, I think, I have had lots of success with some kids with many, many challenging behaviors, probably a lot more than what you, you may come to me with, maybe not. But, you know, a lot of times it's a pretty quick fix. But I think, again, we're in unprecedented times. I just hope people not only stay safe, but that they try and stay as positive as they can in a very difficult time um, and talk to your kids. You know, and if you're feeling down, if you're depressed about COVID, like so many of us are, you know, be honest with your kids and say, it's okay to feel kind of upset about this. This is a normal reaction, but right. we're going to get through it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And together. Mother. Yes. Yeah. And together. Absolutely. So if a parent wants to contact you and is just wondering if this is the right fit, you know, how, what, what is your, um, you know, what's your process like for that connection. Yes. So this is, um, yes. In the past, I've had referrals. Obviously, this is a very different situation. So what I would suggest is if this fits into what you need, my email address, are you going to post it or? Okay. I will. Yeah. Jana will post my email. It's really the best way to reach me. And I check my email numerous times a day. Um, and just kind of give me a little brief thing about what you're thinking. Um, I will call you and do a phone or Zoom or whatever um, consult, initial consultation, a free of charge, and if we decide that it's a good fit and something you want, then we can discuss um, how how it would move on from there. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, and I mean it will be hourly, whatever we decide. But like I said, sometimes it's a not a very long fit you know, it takes just a little bit of time and other times it's more complicated. So we'd have yeah. to just see. Yeah. Yeah. But, Great. Yeah. Well, I do. I, yeah. I'm going to post this with the YouTube video, um, your information, how to contact you. And it is Margie B Rubin at gmail.com. Correct. Okay. Don't forget that B people, Margie yeah. B Rubin. And it's Rubin with an I. R-U-B-I-N. Yeah. A lot of people put an E in, but it's I-N. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's great. So just reach out. And again, um, if I could be of any help on this, you know, I came out of retirement, basically, which I've loved. Of course, COVID's changed things. Um, but I still love, I, I, you know, I really enjoying retirement, but I know that my, the, the expertise I have could be really helpful in this time of need. So um, I'm, happy to come back into my my work life with my work wife and this is it's all great i mean 
I, I think I'm going to really enjoy helping people out during COVID. Yeah. So. And I, I want parents to hear that no problem is really too small. You know, if you are wondering, if you have a question about your kid's behavior and you're wondering if it's going to work, just send Margie an email, just Absolutely. say what it is. She might be able to answer you in like two sentences, you know, or right. it might be something bigger, but right. you please use her because she is phenomenal and she will really help to turn your, uh, your life around for the positive with your kids right now. So. Thank you, Jenna. Yeah, and I absolutely send me questions. I'm fine about that. And again, um, just as if I was in a school district and a teacher was asking me, oh, I don't know if I need your help, but this is what's happening. Often I can just say, no, you're fine. You're in the right path. Um, and then when it's continuing or whatever, then I'll get involved. So I, I'm, I'll be very honest with you as to what I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to post these on YouTube and then soon, as soon as this website is up and running, they will be at eduswitchboard.com where I'm going to compile everything together. Uh, so everybody has somewhere that they can go to, uh, to get all of these awesome resources. So Margie, thank you so much. It's really great to see you again. I know I just saw you about a week ago hiking, but Really happy to see your face again. I know. Same here, Jana. Yeah. Jana's yeah. wonderful, everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give her a plug. She's the <laughs> best. So, yeah, it's, it's fun to be back with Jana, even if it's on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Margie, and stay safe. And um, bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Edu Switchboard podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at Jana at jplep.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, I'm here to help.